Caution, the contents of this podcast may be historical, but they're still served piping hot. We're brewing up the classics here on the Coffeehouse Classical Music Podcast. Welcome to the Coffeehouse Classical Music Podcast. My name is Asa. And I'm Allison. And it is officially that wintry holiday time of year, and everywhere you're probably hearing the merry tinkling of little bells. You might even be breaking out into boisterous choruses spontaneously (laughs) that sing the praises of such bells. (laughs) All hail to the bells! I don't know about you, but when I'm walking and, you know, I'm just going around and I just think about singing about bells. <laughs> um, those holiday J-I-N-G-L-E bells. Oh, yes, those. <laughs> but what even is a jingle bell and why do we love them at Christmas? <laughs> Let's slay right into it. Oh, was that the topic for this episode? Yeah, we're going to talk about Jingle Bells. Yes. But not primarily just the song, also the instrument itself. Yes, indeed. So strap on in. Strap a pack of Jingle Bells to your belt. (laughs) The metaphor is getting away from us. Just sit and listen. (laughs) Let's talk. Yeah, let's talk about Jingle Bells. Um, and just bells in general. So bells have been used for centuries, obviously, and Mm -hmm. with evidence of ancient bells being found in ancient Egypt, China, and Babylonia. And throughout history, bells were regarded as a symbol of status with the wealthy adorning their clothes with them. In many traditions, especially in pagan beliefs, bells were regarded as a way to ward off malicious spirits. And as such, it's pretty easy to understand that animals would also have been adorned with such bells during long, lonely travels. Because you gotta take any precaution you can on those scary roads. As an aside, that probably had a meaningful effect in areas where you might be likely to get, you know, attacked by bears as bells tend to bells and horns and making noise tend to ward off some creatures. That's true. Yeah. So so definitely some safety there. Mm -hmm. Some real life, real life, not just spirits. (laughs) Hey, bears have spirits too. So what's thought of as sleigh bells um, is actually a little more modern than that though. In the 18th and 19th century, when road travel became more popular, bells were often a legal mandate to have on horses or carriages. And this wasn't to make things festive, although that was a lovely side effect, (laughs) but it was rather to alert other oncoming carriages or pedestrians of your presence, similar to how electric cars today have to have some kind of (laughs) noisemaker. And in the winter, when road maintenance was impossible, you know, back in the day, we didn't have snowplows, people often turned to their horse-drawn sleighs rather than their wheeled carriages. And so here we're getting the kind of festive correlations. In America, in the early 1800s, there was a boom in popularity of outdoor winter activities, and often it was seen that very large groups would go out for mass sleigh rides. 
there are actually newspaper articles documenting the joyous time these sleigh riders had. As an example, from the Andover Advertiser in 1856, one article reads, quote, On Friday evening of last week, the Village Temperance Society, numbering about 80 ladies and gentlemen, took a sleigh ride to Jedediah Burt's in the West Parish. It was a pleasant affair, and there was some music and considerable conversation during the evening, end quote. <laughs> With emphasis, or italicized, on the some music and considerable conversation, <laughs> which I feel like might have been editorialized a bit. I don't know what the writer had anything against the talking. <laughs> but doesn't that just sound lovely? Going down to Jedediah Burt's in the West Parish on a sleigh? I wish uh. I knew a Jedediah. <laughs> Hey, go down down to the West Parish. You might find one, wherever that may be. <laughs> <laughs> so these people, like these sleigh riders, would often deck out their sleighs and the horses with most fashionable bridles and braids and, of course, bells. bells. And jingle bells, to be exact. So thus came their association with the holidays. So in terms of naming, sleigh bells and jingle bells can actually be interchangeable terms that mean the same thing. However, in both cases, the word bell is actually a bit of a misnomer. These are not technically bells, but rather they are rattles. Right, a true bell, such as you might see in a church steeple, has a central suspended clapper that pendulums back and forth to hit the sides of the bell. Jingle bells, on the other hand, are actually considered a crotal, which is a semi-enclosed body with a small pellet inside, called a jinglet, or a pea, if you hate fun. Yes, pea is not as fun. <laughs> <laughs> so the sound is made when the jinglet bounces around inside the body and strikes the side of the bell that then resonate, which is thanks to that semi-enclosed nature. There are slits throughout the body called throats, that allow these petals of metal to not touch, yet still entrap the jinglet. And there are a few different manufacturing styles of these bells. Some are made of an upper and lower hemisphere that is welded together, but the quicker and more cost-effective way is to make them out of a single piece of metal and either cast it into the bell shape or use a thin sheet that can be molded into a sphere once the jinglet is inserted. There are some different shapes rather than the classic round shape. Some have just one throat rather than four on what you might think of as a standard jingle bell. These tended to be an earlier or a more ancient design and tend to be slightly puck-shaped as well. And there are also apparently some square jingle bells that look dashing, but apparently sound horrendous. The acoustics are just not there. <laughs> Apparently not hip to be square. <laughs> so these are all well and good to have on a horse or on a sleigh. But how do you make these jingle bells into an actual instrument? Well, the standard form of the, quote, orchestral jingle bell is actually more of like a jingle mace. <laughs> so imagine, if you will, that there is a sturdy block of wood that is affixed to a similarly sturdy handle. And on each face of the block of wood, several jingle bells are placed, usually numbering 25 in total. The instrument is played by holding the handle with the bell part facing downwards 
and then with the palm of your other hand tapping down on top of the handle. So this gives good precision as to when the bells will actually sound, and it's thus ideal for timely orchestral performances. However, you could always just shake it back and forth, and that would get the job done, but with a different sound. <laughs> and maybe not as in time. Exactly. <laughs> so, of course, we can't escape a talk about jingle bells without having a talk about jingle bells. The, the song. song. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> this piece was written by James Lord Pierpont, and he may have written it as early as 1850, but it was officially published in 1857. The original title was One Horse Open Sleigh, but the published version had the more catchy Jingle Bells title that we know and love today. Now, if you know the lyrics, which we know you do, there is actually no mention of Christmas, just the merry sleigh rides and, of course, the bells. Apparently, the song actually made its debut around Thanksgiving time rather than right at Christmas, as it was meant to be in honor of the Medford, Massachusetts sleigh races that took place at Thanksgiving. That sounds riveting. That does sound riveting. Though Jingle Bells has made it into our minds and hearts every holiday season, Pierpont is generally an unknown figure, and perhaps that's for the best. So though he had grown up in New England, he eventually moved to Savannah, Georgia, and some people think that he had actually written this song after his big move down south. However, the reason he went to Georgia was due to his sympathizing with the Confederates during the Civil War. And although Jingle Bells is his most famous composition, he actually wrote many Confederate marches as well. But let's not end on that note. The song has since been recorded by countless artists and is now in the public domain, so we can comfortably separate the art from the artist. And if you wanted to get in a little playing yourself, but can't quite remember the notes, it's a simple tune. Join us as we demonstrate. <laughs> Just pick a key, any key you like, and start on the third of the scale. Then jump all the way up to the fifth, then down to the tonic, then up the second and third. Next, start on the fourth, bounce down to the third... Stay on the third, wavers to the second, and back to the third. Hey! Hey! Exclaim on the fifth. Repeat. But now end with a third to fifth to fourth, second, and then to tonic. And folks, that's a wrap <laughs> on Jingle Bells. Thank you very much for joining us for that uh, lovely display and for joining us on this wonderful podcast. Uh, we hope you're all having a very excellent holiday season and next episode is our holiday spectacular. Allison, do you want to tell us a little, tell our listeners a little bit about that? Well, I think I do want to keep it a little bit more of a surprise, but um, we are still looking for I guess not requests, but mentions of your very favorite holiday or wintertime tunes, whether that's classical or pop or folk songs, whatever you got this holiday season, let us know what they are. And um, basically there's going to be a list and we are going to be checking it twice. And you'll hear all about it on our holiday <laughs> we're, spectacular. We're going to find out what sounds naughty and nice. Exactly. And that will come out, in fact, on Christmas. 
Or we might put it out on December 24th, depending on how expeditious we are with editing. <laughs> <laughs> so gather around the fire with you with your loved ones and instead of open presents actually let's say this open the gift of coffee house the gift of podcasting on christmas morning with the coffee house and uh we hope you're able to tune in thank you very much for listening if you do like what you've heard so far as we are on spotify apple Podcasts, google play wherever you get your podcasts and it's fantastic if you're able to leave reviews there share us with like-minded friends family colleagues all that fun stuff. And for the Coffee House, until Christmas, I'm Asa. And I'm Allison. Thank you so much for listening. Jingle Bells was arranged by me, Allison, for the Coffee House Classical Music Podcast. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe. Follow us on Facebook or Instagram. Email us at coffeehouseclassical at gmail.com. <laughs>